believe every person has a right to basic knowledge of how to optimize their mind, body, and spirit. Here, I bring to you influential individuals and ideas to help you live a more healthy, fulfilling life. I'm Julie Fouché, and I'd like to welcome you to Pursuing Health. Welcome to episode 16 of Pursuing Health. I'm really excited to share with you a new type of episode here on Pursuing Health. Today, I'll be sitting down with someone who has dramatically changed the course of his own life and health by changing his lifestyle. You'll have a chance to hear from Pete Katz, who after many years of ups and downs with different diets and exercise programs, finally found lasting success with a paleo diet and CrossFit. He was able to lose over 30 pounds, and more importantly, he cured several chronic diseases, including type 2 diabetes, sleep apnea, hyperlipidemia, and anxiety. He has an incredible story that I know has inspired me, and it's also inspired many of the people around him to make similar changes in their own lives. I first met Pete as a medical student a couple of years ago in the office of one of my preceptors, Dr. Isaacson. Dr. Isaacson is Pete's primary care physician. He also serves as the assistant dean for clinical education at my medical school, the Cleveland Clinic Lerner College of Medicine. There, he's well known among medical students as a master of developing meaningful relationships with his patients and partnering with them to improve their health. In this episode, Dr. Isaacson will also be joining us to share his perspective on Pete's journey to improving his health over the past several years. In the future, I'd like to share more stories like this. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome serious health challenges, please share your stories. You can email me at info at with your story, and I'll choose some to share here on the podcast. You never know who else might be out there in a similar situation looking for some hope or inspiration. A couple of reminders before we get started today. Number one, if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to head over to iTunes to subscribe there and give it a rating. You can also head to my website, juliefouché.com, and enter your email to stay in the loop with the podcast and everything else I'm up to with my newsletter every couple of weeks. If you're interested in training with me, check out my program through Beyond the Whiteboard. This is the actual training I do now, five days per week, one hour per day, scheduled out for you minute by minute from warm up to cool down. For more information or to try out the program yourself, visit beyondthewhiteboard.com slash juliefouché or listen to podcast episode number 12. So with that, let's get started here on Pursuing Health, episode number 16 with Pete Katz and his physician, one of my mentors, Dr. Isaacson. So welcome to episode number 10 of Pursuing Health. I am here with Peter Katz and Dr. Isaacson, who is his physician and also uh, my preceptor here in medical school. And I'm really excited to sit down with both of you and talk about um, Peter's journey here. I've known you for about three years now, and he has a very inspiring story, and I'm excited to talk about it a little bit more today. So maybe we could start off, um, Pete, if you want to talk a little bit about your background or your athletic background background growing up okay sure so yeah I was I was a pretty chubby kid uh, starting in probably about elementary school 
and I think that's a lot more common today. But back when when I was the chubby kid mm-hmm. in elementary school, there's like two or three kids, you know, in the class that mm-hmm. were that were chubby kids. So I I was probably pretty good athletically, but I I just liked food a lot. Okay. <laughs> so so uh, you know, I was never the first kid picked on any teams or anything like that. Um, pretty pretty average. Joined various uh, teams in middle mm-hmm. school and that sort of thing. Did a little bit in high school. Uh, just just some some average academic type sports, but then uh, when I got to college, it's probably the first time in my life I actually got got physically in shape. I actually became a vegetarian in college. I did that probably for about little uh, probably 25 years. I was wow. vegetarian. Got into triathlons. Uh, lost a lot of weight. Uh, was pretty successful with that until I I had a knee injury. Okay. And then I had some stress. From the the type of work I was doing at the time, and and you were what? How old were you at prob- this time? Well, I think I got into those triathlons probably about uh, somewhere around nineteen, twenty okay. years old, something like that. Okay. Uh, so that was the first time I, I was actually in shape for a while. Mm-hmm. But then you know the real world took hold, uh, hurt my knee, got busy with work, and and pretty much stopped doing any sort of exercise at that point. Okay. So it was it wasn't until about three years ago that I I found CrossFit, mm-hmm. uh, as well as made some big changes to my diet and, and kind of got back into the the realm of being an athlete again. Probably feels so. good, right? Yeah, 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 big <laughs> um, change. I want to talk about that more in a moment, but first, maybe you could talk a little bit about your sort of your, your journey as you declined from those triathlons and maybe as some of these health problems started to creep in, things that you had tried in the past um, to try to change your lifestyle to fight those sure so not long after I had uh kind of dropped out of the the triathlon thing gotten in gotten into the the real world uh doing some stressful work mm-hmm. the, the sort of the first chink in the armor I was probably starting to gain weight again kind of go back to my old eating ways mm-hmm. not exercising first chink in the armor was was uh I started having a lot of uh just sort of dizzy spells, feeling like I was going to faint. Hmm. Uh, this is when I actually first met Dr. Isaacson. Okay. Because uh, I was going from doctor to doctor, sure there was something terribly wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Isaacson was, was one of the doctors. I think I first met him in an emergency room. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, he eventually, I believe, was the person who told me, he thought, I, I, you, you, I think you have an anxiety disorder, hmm. to which I said, you know, that's impossible. I, you know, I'm not anxious. <laughs> right. And, uh, I, of course, I didn't understand what an anxiety disorder was that, at that time. And, and for those listeners who don't know, it's it's, it's, it's actually like physical symptoms. Like were you having like panic attacks? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not, it's not like um, you have butterflies in your stomach, mm-hmm. like before a speech or something. It's actually like you feel like, at least in my case, you feel mm-hmm. like you're going to have a heart attack or you're, you're going to pass out. Which is scary. So yeah. long story short, I, I eventually learned that, yes, that's exactly what I had and, and started going on some medication for that, um, did some cognitive behavioral therapy and kind of back on, got back on track. But I look back at that now as sort of the first, the first, like I said, chink in the armor where Hmm. that I think it was directly attributable to diet and lack of exercise. Hmm. And how long ago, how long have you been working with Dr. Isaacson? Has it been uh, over? Well, just about, or just a little over 20 years, I would say. Okay. Going oh, pretty close to that, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Going back to when that was in my head. Okay. Yeah. So then, just slowly over a period of years, I got heavier, 
I still didn't do much exercise. A lot of spurts of starting and stopping. Mm -hmm. I remember several conversations with Dr. Isaacson uh, encouraging me to exercise and mm -hmm. do something about my diet. And of course, I always left the 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 office visits with a new resolve. But I'd try different things. They'd last a certain amount of time, and and right. uh, was never really able to stick with it. But so then then over the years, over that twenty years, a different new problems, health problems would start coming up. So uh, o over that time, I developed high blood pressure. I had elevated liver enzymes. My cholesterol began to get high. Um, my blood sugar uh, also began to get high to the point that eventually I had a high enough blood sugar that I was definitely a uh, diabetic mm -hmm. and started on metformin, which is a, a medicine for I think it's one of the first medicines most most people get right. when they they have diabetes. Mm -hmm. And I had I had pre-diabetes before that, but eventually I got got to this certain level, um, and it wasn't long after that initial diagnosis that I then uh, got to the point where the metformin wasn't enough, mm -hmm. and so Dr. Isaacson recommended a, an injectable medication uh, called Bieta. Mm -hmm. That started that that started me really being concerned and thinking, oh, this is the last straw. I can't be, I can't have diabetes. I can't be injecting myself with medication, checking right. my blood sugar all the time. I mean, I re I've really felt horrible. Like, how could I, how could I have let myself get to this, this point? Right. And so that's what really started getting me thinking, I got to do something. Um, so, so uh, that, that was, that was the point that sort of led me up to discovering CrossFit. Okay. And Dr. Isaacson, throughout this time, what is your or what was your general approach? Uh, obviously, as you know, Pete's blood sugar starts to creep up, and you start with the medications. You have the discussions about lifestyle and exercise. What's your perspective on that that right. time frame? This is an extremely common situation, <laughs> actually, as Julie knows, and it's one that uh, is really challenging for us as uh, primary care physicians. Uh, Pete was really uh, in a common group, someone who busy with uh, life, work former athlete and really we had discussions just about every time I saw you I know yes. several students <laughs> working in the medical school saw you and we really worked together to try to say what was a plan that we could come up with that would set you on a path and I really felt uh, you know frustrated that I wasn't really helping you that much that we weren't getting where we wanted to be and so um, it's a common situation and uh, as physicians we really can't necessarily tell the patient what's best for them. We can try to give some guidance and tell them where we want to go, which is to get healthier and to lose weight. But the path to that is often difficult, and there's probably not one path for each patient. So you've gone down that path, and eventually you found something that worked for you. Yes. So tell us about that. So, yeah, I... I listen to podcasts like this one uh occasionally and and when podcasts were, were first starting to get popular which was probably about three or four years ago i was i was mowing my lawn and that usually takes me close to two hours so oh wow that's, <laughs> that's when i listen to podcasts <laughs> I, I was mowing along and and uh I, I i can't remember the podcast but it was a podcast about paleo something okay. i never had heard about and and uh someone was on the episode and explained how they had lost a ton of weight eating a paleo diet mm -hmm. and uh so it just sparked my interest and i bought a few books about it and thought it sounded interesting and 
thought, hey, I'm going to give this a try. And, and for those listeners who don't know, paleo is, I, I would say it's a flavor of a low-carb diet. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of different low-carb diets out there, but but this is the one I came across and decided to give it a try. And as I was starting to read about it and I started doing it, uh, CrossFit kept coming up in, in the different books I was reading, the different articles online, some of the podcasts. It just seemed to be sort of a uh, loose connection between the two things. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, I could check out what, what this is, what CrossFit is, and went on the main uh, CrossFit website, mm-hmm. looked for an affiliate. I found one not far from me uh, called CrossFit Painswell. It just happened to be relatively close to my house. Went in there and uh, decided I, I'm going to check this out. And it was uh, a complete shock. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but, but I did have sort of a background as, as an athlete for a while, and mm-hmm. it did fairly intense sports so I think my personality was was kind of well suited uh, yeah suited for something like CrossFit Mm -hmm. and so yeah you know the first uh three months probably I maybe went twice a week uh you know the people were great they didn't care how in shape or out of shape you were Mm -hmm. Um, everything was scaled so it didn't matter what the workout was I I was able to do it in some form and uh you know I probably couldn't walk up and down the stairs like (laughs) like a lot of people for for literally three months at a time I, I would it would, I'd finally start getting recovered and bam, it, it would happen again. But, um, you know, I quickly started seeing results and re- actually before I started the CrossFit, just the low carb diet, mm-hmm. immediately my blood sugar started going down mm-hmm. to the point where I just started weaning myself off the different medications. At first I stopped the Bieta and then I was noticing, well, it's still going down. Mm-hmm. So then I started cutting back on the metformin and, uh, I think I probably came into an appointment with Dr. Isaacson at some point and said, yeah, I just, I just kind of stopped. And <laughs> he probably didn't really like that idea, but, but it was, it was working. I was, the blood sugar was still low at going down and I wasn't having to take the medicine. Um, so, I mean, anyone listening to this who has the same, who, who has diabetes, mm-hmm. I feel like the first thing that worked was, was just the cutting carbs out, mm-hmm. a low carb diet. I mean, because really carbs are what cause your, your blood sugar to go up. Right. Was that at all? difficult for you to change from going from being a vegetarian to suddenly eating a lot more meat yeah it was it was definitely a a, a mindset change i i but i was i think part of the problem and one one of the reasons i probably end up getting diabetes Mm -hmm. because i was a vegetarian probably like a lot of americans who ate pasta bread crackers cookies Mm -hmm. i mean it wasn't you know, based on vegetables and whole right. foods. Right. Well, well, I liked that idea. It wasn't what I ate in practice. Uh, and, and so I think that probably contributed to my getting diabetes is that I just, I was just eating massive amounts of carbs, which, which are vegetarian. Right. Right. That's a very good point. <laughs> to you make. know, beans are high carb. Mm-hmm. They're vegetarian. They're probably not going to be causing a lot of high blood sugar like pasta or mm-hmm. bread or cookies. But, but yeah, that was, that was like the main part of my diet. So when I switched to paleo, you know, I did start eating meat, but I've never been a huge meat eater, even on paleo. Mm-hmm. I, I do try to focus more on vegetables. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now now I do eat meat. It was a, kind of a strange changeover. Mm-hmm. But but when I started seeing the results, I, I really felt that I, at least my body, mm-hmm. maybe most humans, were meant to eat like this. Um, yeah, just because right. everything started, all my blood tests, all the all the health problems I had 
started, started going away. One by one fall yeah. away, medications fall away. And I think especially you talk about your body being especially susceptible. Dr. Isaacson and I have talked about this, about how sensitive you are to the carbs and how dramatically your your blood sugar went down once you changed your diet. And I think at one point, what what was your your A1C at its highest? Yeah, so it was uh, actually I, I remember. You remember what was it? <laughs> it was uh, I think about eleven point four, with the normal being about six. Mm-hmm. And I would say you had one of the more dramatic, probably the most dramatic uh, improvement in that measure of diabetes in the shortest amount of time. And I would say uh, I think for you the diabetes was a wake up call. Yeah, that definitely. really mm-hmm. that uh, fundamentally changed the way you thought about things and really got you motivated. And I think the positive results you got. Uh, reinforce that and so it was really it was you um, doing the work and actually I was thrilled when you were cutting back on medicine you know I maybe wanted you to check in with me a little bit more but uh, <laughs> I couldn't have been happier actually yeah I I also think what, what I found was interesting is that as I started doing the CrossFit I, I don't know if it's because I was losing weight gaining muscle um, eating low carb but the the more the longer I did the CrossFit, I found that if I cheated mm-hmm. and like, you know, had had go went back to some of my old ways, right. had an occasional binge on bad food or mm-hmm. had a cheat day, I would of course check my blood sugar right away. As I started doing the CrossFit mm-hmm. longer and longer, they would have little or no effect on my blood sugar. Interesting. So, so it's mm-hmm. like it's like I I think the muscle uh, there could be lots of reasons. Of course, I'm I'm not right. a doctor or scientist, but you know, maybe it's that the muscle is using the blood sugar. It's like another another pathway for that um, blood sugar to get used up. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's somehow increasing my sensitivity to to the insulin. I'm not sure, but but now I I find that I can eat almost anything I want um, without any significant change in my blood sugar from day to day. Um, and that's probably yeah. because you've lost weight. And that, yeah, yeah, because your insulin works better when you're at a lower weight. And so the composition of the diet has a role, but also uh, if you're able to have weight loss, uh, that can actually, your, your diabetes has been cured with lifestyle regimens, really. Mm-hmm. How often do you see that in your practice, Dr. Isaacson? You know, it's a potential for almost a huge number of people with what we call type 2 diabetes, which mm-hmm. is more weight-related, but it's difficult to achieve, and so... Uh, you're not alone, but uh, you know you're in the minority of people who are able to do that. But it's out there for everyone. Really, mm-hmm. they can have an effect on this more than medications in a lot of, a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, and and not only the diabetes went away, but now yeah, I think in my very last uh, visit with Dr. Isaacson, my uh, blood pressure was below normal. Um, I got rid of. I, I used to have sleep apnea. I got rid of that probably within six months of starting CrossFit. Um, yeah, no more diabetes medication, no more, uh, I used to have high blood pressure medication, don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally everything, the, oh, the anxiety, mm-hmm. I, I probably took that anxiety medication for 15, 20 years. I, I, I stopped that, absolutely no issues whatsoever. Wow. So I can only think, link that, all those things, all, all those things also to the, to the, the diet, diet yeah. and the CrossFit, yeah. Absolutely. So, so what are the, some of the things, the milestones or things that you're most proud of in this whole process or things you've achieved? Um, 
well, can be CrossFit related or, you know, medication health related. Yeah. Well, well really, you know, reversing what was a train wreck <laughs> <laughs> is, is the best thing. I mean, losing weight, it's something that I struggle with my whole life is losing mm-hmm. weight. And now I feel like I have sort of a, a formula that I'm in complete control of to mm-hmm. keep that weight off, really be able to do anything I want to do. I, I feel like I'm 10 years younger, at least biologically, than right. my, my age. And I, I see a lot of people my age who are experiencing the things I was experiencing. They're just experiencing them a little later than I was. I, right. I experienced them much earlier, probably because I was heavier much earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just feel like, uh, you know, I, I sort of have a new freedom or, or uh, um, you know, sort of secret to, right. to staying young and, and healthy and being able to do what I want to do. So, so those, those were all great achievements. And then, then in CrossFit itself, I mean, it, I look forward to it every single day. It, it's uh, sort of a fun uh, activity to go do, almost like you're going out for recess or, mm-hmm. or gym class. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the camaraderie. Uh, I love the feeling I get when, when, after I do a hard workout. Um, I, I would consider myself a little bit of a of a junkie. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> there is this this very uh, real uh, sort of high you get. Absolutely. A- a- after doing it, I'm sure you. I'm know. sure I understand. <laughs> 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 I think we can we can connect on that level. Um, and, and there's so many things that you learn in CrossFit that are challenging that you're you're always going to be working on getting better at. Right. And so there's always a challenge, and you're always kind of achieving something you never thought you you could do in your life. And I think when we first met, you had gotten your first pull-up recently. Yeah. So what things are you chasing right now? Well, I I struggle with double-unders. Okay. I, I can do single-double. I cannot string together double-unders <laughs> yet. It, it drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, pull-ups, I did my first Murph this year. Wow. With all, all uh, hundred pull-ups wow. on myself. So, Dr. Isaacson, <laughs> that workout is uh, – it was named – after Lieutenant Michael Murphy, who was um, died in combat, and there's a lot of hero workouts that are that are named after you know fallen heroes. And so the workout is run a mile, do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and then run a mile. And prescribed, you do it all with a weight vest on. So it is a doozy of a workout. <laughs> I did not use the weight vest. <laughs> But, but, I, but I was very happy amazing. to do 100, 100 pull-ups. Ups. Yes. Yeah. Now, I can't string them together and, and, and kip and all that stuff, but I did the 100 pull-ups. That so, is fantastic. So, yeah, to even think I'd be capable uh, of something like that three mm-hmm. years ago, would have, you know, I would have thought you were insane right. if, you, if you told me I'd ever be doing that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's so many things in CrossFit that I would like to think one day I might be able to do. Mm-hmm. Like a muscle up or or something like that, or yeah. chest to bar pull ups, which which I can't do yet. Um, so there's always something to yeah, be chasing and it, to be working on. It is, and I found out I found that I'm really good at some things at CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm horrible at others, but, but just <laughs> like, like most every, of just us, like everybody. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. So I'm so glad that that you found something that works for you. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about why you think this was what stuck for you and Dr. Isaacson, maybe from your perspective too, why, you know, he had tried other types of lifestyle modifications in the past that hadn't really stuck or hadn't really lasted for a while. So what is it about CrossFit and paleo that made you stick with it for three plus years? Well, as far as the paleo, I honestly do believe that it, that even though we, we, you know, no one in modern 
world can eat like somebody who existed in the Paleolithic era. Right. That, that That's the basis of the diet that, that for those who don't know that mm-hmm. you, you eat what someone living in that period of history would be able to eat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we can't duplicate exactly what that is, but we, we can approximate what it is. And just the way I feel and the way my health improved based on that diet, mm-hmm. I, it's impossible for me after experiencing that to, to really try to go, you know, to go want to go back to the way I was eating. So, yeah. so that has helped me uh, stick with the diet. As far as the exercise, I think CrossFit is kind of unique in that it is a community type of activity. Mm-hmm. So when you join a CrossFit gym, there's a lot of camaraderie. You look forward to seeing the, the people who mm-hmm. work there as trainers or that you work out with. Um, so that helps a lot. And then there's also the, you know, you're always working on achieving something. It's different every time you go. Um, and, and, and really there is that addictive nature to me. Sure. I, I love the feeling I have at the end of the workout. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I, it's, yeah. it's the same that you, like before, maybe you were addicted to sugar or carbohydrates. There's, I've heard of people who have been addicted to drugs or addicted to different things that do CrossFit and that kind of replaces for them that addiction or that thing that they can always go back to, to get that, that high. If you, you know, want to, want to call it yeah. that. That's exactly what it feels like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I really, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Excited for your workout today. Even though the workout itself, oftentimes it, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right. It In is, the middle of it, you hate it. It's grueling, awful, <laughs> and sucks. But at the end, it, you just feel so good. Yeah. So. Yeah. What do you think, Dr. Isaacson? Well, I think that, uh, you know, there's not one size that fits everyone. And so as physicians, and, and Julie knows this and learns this, what we want to do is partner with our patients and really tap in and help them along the way. We usually don't have all the answers. We have some medical knowledge. We can guide them. But it's actually trying to be open to what the patient wants to work on. So from my standpoint, the fact you were found something you wanted to work on and it connected with you was fabulous. And uh, I think having some structure uh, so you didn't have to sit each day and decide, what am I going to do today? You had some structure imposed I think probably the CrossFit did a lot of that, where you're going to go, you had a community that supported you, and we tried to support you in the office, but really it was mostly about you and having a structure to what your diet was going to look like, what your exercise was going to look like, and the fact you had positive results, it just reinforced this and it really uh, sort of jump-started the whole process. So, um, you know, I've, I've actually been thrilled. I think you have done the work on this clearly, and that's what's true most of the time is trying to help the patient, but most of the work comes from them. I do think it's true. I mean, every person's mm-hmm. going to be a, uh, likely to succeed at something in particular. It's finding what what that is. Right. Yeah. I, I do think, like, I, I was never a big weightlifter. Mm-hmm. I do feel that has some uh, some benefits that, that you don't get from other exercises. At least, uh, I don't know if that's specific for diabetes or not, but it, it seems like having more muscle mass as opposed to just doing a cardio program, cardio program, mm-hmm. I, I believe has a, a pretty strong impact on some of the results I've been seeing. Just, just a totally Absolutely. a personal opinion. Absolutely. So, and you know, we, we see that, that it is important for, for people to do exercise. that's going to make them stronger too. And it'll help, you know, later in life as you start to deteriorate, um, like physically, it's going to slow that process. Like we talk about, um, we talk about in the CrossFit in the level one, about not wanting to be in a nursing home when you're older because you can't get out of bed or you can't sit down and 
go to the bathroom because you've built up this strength over the years that, you know, you can support yourself into your old age. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm planning to do CrossFit till uh, the, day I, the day I die. <laughs> In the nursing we'll See what home, happens, right? yeah. <laughs> I'll be right there with you. <laughs> it's probably worth thinking about, too, the cost savings. If you think about yeah. health care costs now, well, that's uh, true. the amount of medicine you're on, and, um, you know, the cost of lifestyle interventions is really so minimal compared to all the medical care. I mean, you, you're saving uh, yourself a lot of money. You're saving a lot of resources having to be spent terms of medicine, medical care. So it, it is uh, really an untapped resource, I think. I know Julie's very interested in pursuing this, and it's really a, a great thing because it just has benefits not only for the person but for our whole society, really, in terms of resource utilization and making the whole society healthier. Mm -hmm. uh, that's very true. Actually, just in the last year, it's the first time I've ever been on a high-deductible health plan, hmm. which, which a lot of people are going to. A mm -hmm. lot of companies are going to that type of model. So not only am I saving money by not coming to the doctor, but I, because I have this high deductible health plan, I have a health savings account. Mm -hmm. So I'm putting in what I would have paid for a traditional health plan anyway into this savings account, and it is growing. Yeah. I mean, basically because because yeah. I'm not going to the doctor right. every <laughs> every other month and and buying all these different drugs and yeah. and supplies. And, yeah. So I mean. You know, there, there's a silver lining. You, there's you can that. There's, yeah, there's so many benefits. Money. That's right. And the fact of you just seem so much happier and healthier all around. Like you said, you feel maybe 10 years younger. Um, yeah, and it's And I'm sure it's permeating into all the different aspects of your life as well. Yeah, well, it does. I mean, you, you feel even in non-exercise uh, or diet-related areas, mm -hmm. just in life, doing something at work, a project, uh, mm -hmm. something you don't want to do, it, it just the success I've seen in CrossFit mm -hmm. kind of translates into that. Like if I have a project, I don't want to do it. I treat it just like a wad. Right. <laughs> I can do this. If I, can, right. if I can do the workout, I can do this. I can get exactly. through anything. I'm going to just do it page by page and it's going right. to be done. One rep at a time. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, well, thank you guys both so much for taking the time to sit down and chat. Um, your story is very inspiring and I hope that there are other listeners who can connect with you and, um, hopefully follow in your footsteps. So thank you very much. And we'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you were inspired by Pete as much as I was. Don't forget to share your own stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please email me at info at juliefouché.com. I'll choose some of these stories to share here on the podcast. You never know who else might be out there looking for some inspiration who's in similar situations. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com, and subscribe to my email list. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes as well and give Pursuing Health a rating. I always love hearing your feedback, so please continue to leave comments under this post on my website at juliefouché.com and share your thoughts on social media. You can use the hashtag JFHealth with any feedback or questions or ideas for future episodes. Thanks again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health.